This program is brought to you by Bibleway Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 80 is going to be from Exodus chapter 20, verses 2 through 6. We must never serve foreign gods, either willingly or ignorantly. Exodus chapter 20, verses 2 through 6. The Bible reads, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I am the Lord your God. I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You see, Israel had just came out of being in bondage in Egypt. And being in bondage in Egypt, the Egyptians served many gods. They had a god for everything. And so when Moses went up on the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments, in Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 6, the very first commandment that God would give his people is this. And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. He did not want them to forget who he was. He is the one that caused the plagues to happen in Egypt. He is the one that caused Pharaoh to release them. And he is the one that would sustain them and be their God. And so in verse 2 of Exodus chapter 20, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. And one of the reasons he doesn't want them to have gods before him is those other gods, they don't exist. They have never done anything for Israel. He showed himself to be above those other gods. He showed himself to be superior to any other god in the world, primarily because those gods do not exist and they cannot help you. And so he tells them, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. So many cultures especially back then, worshipped things of the earth. They worshipped things that they made with their own hands. They worshipped the God of lightning. They worshipped the God of everything. And so God tells them in verse 4, you shall not make for yourself a carved image. That carved image is not going to do anything for you. And one of the things that happened while Moses was up on that mountain is they made a golden calf. Aaron allowed them to make a golden calf. So this was very relevant to them at this immediate time because they would forget who God was and they would wonder, well, is God going to take care of us? And so upon the mountain, when he was given Moses the Ten Commandments, he made sure that they knew that he was the Lord who brought them out of the house of Egypt out of the house of bondage, and that you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven or above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. 
You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I am the Lord your God, am a jealous God. And this is something that we need to remember. God is a jealous God, and he does not want us making carved images for ourselves. He does not want us worshiping things on the earth. He does not want us bowing down to serve them. He is a jealous God. And notice after the comma, after God, in verse 5, it says, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. And so if you are going to worship another God, he is going to visit this upon your children. And the reason that he's going to visit this upon your children is that you're not teaching them to worship the proper God. And this will continue. And it will continue and it will continue. And we see this in our world today, that when we do not teach our children to worship God properly, they find other things to worship. They find other ways to bow down to things, whether it's money or their job or anything else. God is a jealous God. And if we're bowing down to money, if we're bowing down to our work or placing anything else above him, that's how it's going to be in our families. We have to teach our children to worship God properly. And if we're not teaching our children to worship God properly, then they are going to worship him in ways that he does not approve of. Visiting the iniquities of the father upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. In verse six is very important to this because we do not have to be perfect to worship God. That's the purpose of his mercy. He shows mercy to thousands, but he wants people who love him, who keep his commandments. John chapter 14 and verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And at the end of verse six here in Exodus chapter 20, but showing mercy to thousands. Who does he show mercy to? To those who love me and keep my commandments. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 10 through 17, the Bible says, So it shall be, when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of all good things which you did not fill, hew not wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant, when you have eaten and are full, then beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him, and shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the people who are all around you. For the Lord your God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord your God be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him in Manasseh. You shall diligently keep his commandments of the Lord your God, his testimonies and his statutes, which he has commanded you. Notice with me again, verses 13 through 17, you shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the people who are all around you. And we have this same problem today. Just as the Israelites had false gods all around them, we have denominationalism all around us today. People who are claiming to serve God, but they're not doing it properly. And by not doing it properly, but not keeping his commandments, they're not worshiping him the way that he wants to be worshiped. They might as well be serving a false God. Because if we're not worshiping according to the scriptures, the way that God tells us to worship, then we are not keeping his commandments. And if we're not keeping his commandments, then we are worshiping in vain, in Matthew chapter 15, verse 9, in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. 
If you're teaching the commandments of men and you're using that in your worship, then you are worshiping a false god. You're making man out to be God. In verse 15, for the Lord your God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord your God be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. If we are worshiping false gods, God is a jealous God. It doesn't matter if that God is money. It doesn't matter if that God is Baal. It doesn't matter if that God is Buddha or Hinduism or denominationalism. He is going to destroy us from the face of the earth. Remember Matthew chapter 5, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21 Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. The Israelites would eventually be destroyed. They would be taken away into Babylonian captivity because they would not follow God's commands. And so he removed them from being his people. We have to remember that he's a jealous God. If we're not doing things the way that he wants it to be done, if we're not following his commandments, if we're putting other things above him, he is not going to allow us to be his people. In verse 16 of Deuteronomy chapter 6, it says, you shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him in Manasseh. You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, his testimonies and his statutes, which he has commanded you. And so keeping all the commandments of God is one of the ways that we recognize him as God. If we are not keeping his commandments, then we're not fearing him. Verse 13, Deuteronomy chapter 6. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. And if we're not fearing him, then we will go after other gods. We'll place other things in front of him. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you. In Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15, the Bible says, Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me, And my house, we will serve the Lord. We must never serve foreign gods, either willingly or ignorantly. And if we are serving foreign gods, we need to stop. We need to choose for ourselves, as Joshua would tell them here in Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. It's this fear that will cause people to serve him. If we understand that if we do not fear him, there's going to be a punishment. His wrath is going to be taken out upon us, just as it was the children of Israel. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. So he doesn't just want to be served. He wants to be served in sincerity and in truth. And this is the same in the New Testament. In John chapter 4 and verse 24, God desires those to worship him in spirit and in truth truth with the right heart condition and in the truth and the truth is god's commandments the truth is his word sanctify them by thy truth thy word is truth john chapter 17 and verse 17 so now therefore fear the lord serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in egypt and serve the lord and this is something that we need to do as well because people today they serve money they serve their job They serve so many other things that they place in front of God, and we need to learn how to put them away. If we're going to serve the living God in sincerity and in truth, we have to learn how to put those things away 
and serve God. And then in verse 15, it says, it's your choice. It is your choice as to whether you're going to serve God or you're not going to serve God. But if you're not going to serve God, then you're not going to get the reward of serving God. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. And this is something that people today need to understand. Don't serve God sitting on the fence with one foot on the side of the world and one foot in God. Because you cannot serve two masters. Either you will love the one and hate the other, or you'll cling to the one and revile the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. So we have to choose who we're going to serve. Make up your mind that if you're going to serve God, that you're going to put everything else away, and that you're going to serve him wholeheartedly. Don't try to serve money and God, because it will not work. Just as they could not serve Baal or any of the other gods that were there at that time and serve God at the same time, because God is a jealous God. If you're serving money, God is a jealous God. He's not going to accept being put second to money. Whether the gods which your father served, which are on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me, Joshua said, And notice who he makes the decision for. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 44, verses 15 through 19, the Bible says this. Then it shall be for a man to burn, for he will take some of it and warm himself. Yes, He kindles it and bakes bread. Indeed, he makes a god and worships it. So he's talking about a tree and how they cut part of it down and they bake with it and they build with it. And then they use the other part of the tree to make a god and worship it. How ridiculous is this? Let's go on here. Then it shall be for a man to burn, for he will take some of it and warm himself. Yes, he kindles it and bakes bread. Indeed, he makes a god and and worships it. He makes it a carved image and falls down to it. He burns half of it in the fire, verse 16. With this half he eats meat. He roasts a roast and is satisfied. He even warms himself and says, Ah, I am warm. I have seen the fire. And the rest he makes into a god. He carves carved image. He falls down before it and worships it, pays to it, and says, prays to it and says, deliver me for you are my God. Can you imagine how ridiculous this statement is that you have a tree here, you cut part of it down, you throw it into the fire, you bake with it, you do other things with it, such as build a house and you understand that it's not alive, but then you take and you carve something with your own hands and you make it into a God and you bow down and worship it. The carved image is from the same tree that you are using to cook your food and to build your houses with. And you make your God. How ridiculous is that? Isn't it usually the person that makes something higher than the one that is made, the thing that is made? And we need to understand this, that God made everything. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He has made everything in this world. And whether it's money or our job or anything, we when we choose to worship those things over God, we're choosing to worship something that God has made. 
How ridiculous is that? We must never serve foreign gods, either willingly or ignorantly. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.